it's time for musical theater the good the bad and the ugly hi guys and welcome to this week's episode and merry christmas because it is the christmas episode and this end of this week will be christmas just wait for saturday because of christmas we are going to be talking about Christmas musicals this week and trying to answer the question, can a Christmas musical truly be successful? If this is your first time here, I'm Taylor. I'm Jen. I'm Amanda. And before we get started going through the Christmas musicals, I would like to get Amanda's perspective, who spent the entire last three weeks preparing for this, trying to find a Hanukkah musical. I couldn't find one. I could not find a single Hanukkah-dedicated musical. I'm sorry, but as the token Jew, I'm offended. Fiddler on the Roof does not count. It's not. It does not count. I know it's a Jewish musical, but there's no point in the musical that takes place during Hanukkah. Like, come on, people. It's not that hard. As you'll see in some of these Christmas ones I read, it doesn't have to be solely focused on the fact that it's Christmas. So Hanukkah can just be... Like the background, background. what the time of year, the thing that is going on, but it can be a different story based around that. No, I want to see a musical where it talks about all the difficulties during Hanukkah. Like I know that, okay. I know that during Christmas, it's like, you know, you have to gather all the family together. Yeah. I want to, I want a number specifically like a little number talking about how you're frying latkes and the family (laughs) keeps eating them before you're done. So you have to keep making more (laughs) and then everyone eats gelt and you have to talk about how chalky gelt is, but you still eat it because it's a tradition. So yeah. Does this make me the Zach Kornfeld of our group? At this moment. Yes. Yay. I'm the token Jew. (laughs) At this exact moment, it does. The so, only thing I could find this year that I could find is Disney actually released a song called Puppy for Hanukkah. And yeah. it was written by, I forget his name, but he's from Hamilton. The guy with the, David. David made a song about a puppy for Hanukkah and it's on Disney Plus. Um, oh, wow. But that's the only thing I could find. Everyone's like, watch Phil on the Roof on Hanukkah. That's not Hanukkah. No. It has nothing to do with Hanukkah. I have guilt, by the way. So. It's not Hanukkah anymore, but I still got it. Since Hanukkah is actually over, we are moving in to Christmas now to see if we can answer the question, can a Christmas musical be successful, even though it is based on a very specific time of the year and a very specific yes. group of people who actually celebrate the holiday? So That's majority I, of people, though. True, that is a majority of people in the world. But I've compiled a list of six Christmas musicals that mostly everyone has heard of and the reviews that came out because of them. And we can see how many of them actually were successful, how many of them you guys have heard about and maybe our audience has heard about. And by the end, see what our answer is to this. Now, for some strange reason, I don't know if this is just how things work, but... Almost all of the musicals I found are based on movies and were not original ideas. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. 
Yeah, Broadway doesn't know how to come up with an original Christmas musical. No. But they're fun musicals. They are. They are. Like, my favorite one, which is going to be the first one that I mention, is Elf the Musical. Elf! <laughs> it is based on the motion picture of the same name, obviously. The musical ran on Broadway in the Christmas season of 2010 through 2011 and 2012 to 2013. This is saying that because it is a Christmas musical, it was only able to run in what they call the Christmas season, which is December and the first week or two of January, depending on the theater. Well, you'll notice that a lot of these are short-lived ones that they only run during the holidays. Exactly. So I wonder if that affects the success rate or not. The show also played in the West End in the 2015-2016 season, and it's traveled all over the world during the holiday season from 2012 to 2017. The ABC News called this production a tight, polished, expensive-looking affair that has enough jokes for adults and even special effects for kids. In 2013, the Washington Post said the musical made the movie look nuanced. The show in 2015 received mixed reviews. The New York Times critic described the original Broadway production uh, performed with cheer and boards on mania and is instantly forgettable. I personally think Elf is my favorite Christmas musical from what I have seen online because of it. Uh, The movie is one of my favorite Christmas musicals. I know that's very, and Christmas movies, which is very cliche. It's one of the most popular ones out there. It's a classic. So true. The only problem with the musical that I have noticed listening to it again recently is if you can't actually go to the theater and see it, or you're not watching a YouTube video on it online, and you're just listening to it through Spotify or something, like most people do, mm-hmm. it is very dance-heavy, and I didn't notice that. So if you're just listening to it and not watching it, it feels like you're missing a whole portion of the musical, because mm. a good portion of it is songs without lyrics because of all the huge dance numbers that are freaking amazing, but if you can't see them, mm-hmm. can it be successful just through the cast recording or not? I want to know if they actually have do the effect where Buddy drinks an entire thing of soda on stage. I'm not actually sure. Also, also that made me think that Christmas breakfast was very, very unhealthy. <laughs> I mean, yes. My my introduction to this movie was actually through my friends who are actually Christmas celebrators. Yeah. And I do enjoy it, so I can imagine how the musical is. The musical is insane. The difference with the musical is Papa Elf doesn't actually exist. It's all told through Santa Claus's eyes. Huh. Yeah, he doesn't exist. And it starts yeah. saying, instead of 30 years ago, Buddy the Elf... Uh, was brought here. It says three years ago, Buddy the Elf found out he was human. So they could like make Buddy, I guess, any age humanly possible. Hmm. But okay, depending on actor they get. Yeah, that's how it starts, and it starts with okay. Santa Claus. But I like it better when he's a middle-aged man. <laughs> but with all of this being said, and it having mixed reviews in 2015 but having really good reviews in 2013, the musical broke records at the Hitchfield box office three times, grossing over a million dollars in one week. 
It was the third best grossing show for the 2010 Thanksgiving weekend behind Wicked and The Lion King. Damn. People love their elf. They do. (laughs) That's all I can say. So for this musical, I guess you can say Christmas is successful. It is successful for one month and a couple weeks, but for one month and a couple weeks, it is. is. It's successful from Halloween on. True. I don't think we're ever going to get a Christmas musical that can be successful all year, unless you count that as Annie. Yes, because Annie has a meat part of it. Of it. Annie takes place all in the week leading up to Christmas, so I guess you could call that the year-round uh, Christmas musical that is actually yeah. successful. Stay tuned for next week's episode. That we just filmed. <laughs> that we just actually filmed. Let's see. Another one like Annie that has been that went on longer than just the Christmas season, actually, that I found is called Holiday Inn. It is a musical based it's a great on, musical. I still debate on if I consider it Christmas or not, but it is a musical based on the Paramount Picture 1942 movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. A musical premiered at the Godspeed Opera House in Connecticut because the setting of the actual musical is in Connecticut. So that was very significant. It ran from September 19th, 2014 to December 28th, uh, 2014. It was also in St. Louis from July, July 6th through July 12th, uh, 2015. Then it finally made it to Broadway on October 6th, 2016. And it closed January 15th, 2017. So it ran for over a year. No, not over a year, for a couple months. Why did I think over a year? But it ran for a couple months starting in October, but all its previews were during like the summer and not actually during the Christmas season. The musical did receive one Tony Award in 2017, but it was only for best choreography by Dennis Jones, who choreographed the whole thing. Now, after listening to all those random-ass facts come out of my mouth, the Holiday Inn actually is about... It tells the story of Jim, who leaves the bright, bright lights of shows, show business behind to settle down on his farmhouse in Connecticut. Just that he starts to think farm life isn't all it's cracked up to be, he meets Linda, a spunky school teacher. Together, they turn the farmhouse into a fabulous inn, with dazzling performance to celebrate each holiday, focusing mainly on Christmas time at the Holiday Inn. And in the original Broadway performance, uh, one of the main three characters, Ted, was played by Corbin Blue. Ooh. And for some reason, that stuck out to me tremendously, so I yep. thought I would mention it. Because it's Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue. <laughs> I, I saw that recording with him back in, like, 2017. Yeah. Um, he was fantastic. The show was awesome. That's that's it, all I have to say. It was really good. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he was in it. The show, I was listening to it today. The show has a very singing in the rain type feel with this music. Yeah. It, it's like Elf, which is more happy-go-lucky, poppy, new sense Broadway. It's very singing in the rain singing, but also very singing in the rain dancing. Lots of tap. Very true. It's all, It's another one of those very heavy dance ones, but it's not as bad as Elf. I was no. able to listen to the cast recording all the way through and understand what was going on 
and not feel like I was missing half of the story that was being performed and not sung. It's it's interesting. It's it good. may take place in 2014. No, not take place in there, but it may have came out in 2014 and stuff. But it feels more like an older musical, like Singing, Singing in, the in the Rain. And the movie came out in 1942, so it kind of feels more like that. What else do I got on my list? The next one on my list is not based on another Paramount Pictures movie. This one came out in 1954. It is called White Christmas. Called it. <laughs> White Christmas by the same uh, guy who made Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. White Christmas is two war, two World War II vets have become partners in a song and dance act after the war. Looking for love, they follow a duo of beautiful singing sisters to a gig at the Vermont Lodge, which happens to be owned by their former army Conrad during Christmas. It's the song that they sing White Christmas during, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. The musical premiered in St. Louis in 2000. Uh, White Christmas played a limited engagement on Broadway at the Marquise Theater, which started previews on November 14, 2008 and ran through January 4, 2009, of 53 performances and 12 previews. It returned to the theater in November 2009 through January of 2010. Critics of this Broadway production were unimpressed. The New York Times writer wrote that the show is fresh and appealing as a role of Nico Wafers found in a mothball Christmas stocking. Necco. Necco, love. Necco. I am so dyslexic. But he said it was as appealing as a Necco wafer found in a mothball Christmas stocking. Yum. So this thing got terrible reviews. Sure, comparing it to a Necco wafer, that's the worst Halloween candy. And I will say, probably out of the ones that you're saying, this probably has the worst review. Um, Necco wafers are disgusting. (laughs) Well, apparently to this guy named Charles, who worked for the New York Times, this musical was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And this is like that, like, I feel like this is that example of like, Christmas musicals that are just work during Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. For sure. The fact that it's called White Christmas. (laughs) When you have Christmas in the title, you can't get away with it really being around much longer. It is also a very similar feel to Holiday Inn with the singing in the rain type of feel. And Holiday Inn did that very well from what I read, but... I listened. I listened to the the soundtrack for White Christmas. I've also watched the movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I actually fell asleep. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, you're, but no, also, you're not like, the only one. Apparently, okay. Um, what's next? Yeah, you are not the only one. That is one that shows if you go too far into the world of Christmas in the wrong way, you can be very boring. And put people to sleep. And also, it's the thing is, like, I don't get all the... Maybe because, I, yeah, I'm not... I don't celebrate Christmas, but I don't get all the traditional stuff. Yeah. I let, That's why I like Elf. It doesn't focus so much on the traditional stuff. It focuses on fun. him eating spaghetti and having a snowball fight. Except yeah. I think the snowball fight scene was actually taken out of the musical. But 
Yes. And you can't promote with Will Ferrell's face on fuzzy Christmas pajama pants at Target like you can with White Christmas can't do that. True. Sorry, that's a reference I saw today. <laughs> I also saw a bunch of ones of with the um with the leg lamp from Christmas Story. Yeah, speak perfect reference because the next musical I have on my list is a Christmas story. It's Broadway musical. Christmas story. Love Christmas, Christmas story. story. It is a stage musical version of the film A Christmas Story. And it's been done as a live version like Annie. Yeah, yes it has. It was done on December 17th, 2007 on Fox. Now, if you don't know this musical or this movie, it takes place in the 1940s in Indiana and focuses on a child named Ralph who wants a Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas. That is all you need to know. The musical premiered at the Kansas City Theater in Missouri in December 2009. It opened on Broadway in November 19th, 2012 after previews being on november 7th and closed on december 30th 2012 so it didn't even make it to january the reviews it got were the review in the new york times wrote the stage version lightens up a little on the cute side the smart alecky side making room for music and allowing the story mostly to speak for itself so from what that is saying, I don't think the critics took it too badly. They said it worked well changing the movie into a musical and the song numbers fit into it well, which I think it did. It felt it felt like one of those uh, movie to Broadway musicals where you were trying to throw things into something that already existed overall and wasn't written as a musical, but I don't think it was done in a bad way and the main characters in it are all the kids so like someone who likes to see annie because of all the children this was very similar it was not just ralph singing to the audience the entire time you had all the kids come in from left to right and sing with him even if it was just imaginary in his head also you will shoot your eye out you'll shoot your eye out. out exactly there's a whole song that uh he's kind of imagining it but he imagines it after he gets a C-plus on uh, his exam where he's writing about the BB gun. And the teacher comes back out in a red flapper dress and sings about how he's going to shoot his eye out. Also, I'm sorry, but something, even if it's not the musical, that, like, that movie is so, so freaking marketable. Yes. Yeah, how much birch I see of that leg lamp everywhere? <laughs> I don't know what it is about that leg lamp. It weirds me out. It's funny. <laughs> I found PJs that were literally the leg lamp on a shirt, and then it was printed with leg lamps on the pants. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Again, they also had the elf one with him like this. <laughs> See, that's the thing. The ones that I really like are the more marketable ones. Okay. Yes, Singing in the Rain is a classic, and the ones that are similar to Singing in the Rain. They're, and they're classics. Singing Rain is not good, I'll fight you. But true, oh. true, true. But I would true. rather watch Singing in the Rain than White Christmas or Holiday mm -hmm. Inn, personally. Same but here. They are in that same category. But for some reason, I am drawn to things like Elf and A Christmas Story, mm -hmm. and even our next one, which is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Which my favorite. Is, 
based on the 1957 Dr. Seuss book, which has been made into many different versions. So it's also based on movies like everything else I mentioned here. Live action will Jim yes. Carrey. That's my favorite holiday movie. Exactly. See, that's the best one. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It debuted on the main stage of the Minneapolis Children's Theater Company in November of 1994. The musical... That's the year I was born! <laughs> You're as old as How the Grinch Stole Christmas. No, I'm not, because Dr. Seuss wrote it. <laughs> yeah, the musical. Yes. The Broadway musical. <laughs> no, I hope you weren't born in 1957. The musical was performed at the Old Globe Theater in San Diego, where it had mm. where it runned every Christmas season since 1998. Runned? Runned, love. Runned. Runned. Run. Where it had a run. At, where it ran. <laughs> My English today. Where it, where it has ran every Christmas season since 1998. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's yeah, that classic proves, it is. That proves like, the success rate. Like, for God's sakes, how many film adaptations are there? I know, truly. At least five. Well, At least. Yeah. So there's three notable ones I know of. The one that was done in, like, when they... The one that was done, like, the animated one. Mm-hmm. The original animated one. Then you have the live action starring Jim Carrey, which is the best one. And don't quote me. Yes. And then the one that came out a couple years ago. That was yeah. animated where Benedict Cumberbatch played the Grinch. Yes. Oh, my God. I always forget about that, but the second you mention it, I'm just like... And I dare anyone who's watching this or listening, look up The Grinch at Universal Studios. Oh my god! But specifically, him taking over the studio tour. Yeah. Hysterical. See so that, I funny. need to and see. The Grinch is just a iconic character. And there are stories of Jim Carrey dressed as The Grinch, and the, and the set's still up. The, the oh, original wow. set from the Whoville set from the live action still up, but he used to run through the Bates Motel scaring people. In the Grinch makeup. <laughs> yes, please. Between takes. Yes. I can talk about the Grinch. I'm sorry. No, favorite. keep going. The yeah, Broadway and- production debuted on November 8th, 2006 at the Foxwood Theater for the Christmas season and closed on January 7th, 2007. This production is notable for being the first Broadway musical to offer 12 performances a week. Damn. That's bad for those actors. I know, seriously. And aren't there usually, kids in that production? They usually just do yeah. like three productions a day. So two productions yeah, a day. Yeah, two, two productions, productions a, day. a day. They do one at ten and then one at three. And yeah. So that's eight shows a week. Oh god. So yeah. Yeah, twelve and, performances a week. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So that would be they Never have done Monday shows, so that would be Tuesday. Wednesday. That would be you have to do yeah two performances a day Tuesday through Sunday. Two performances a day Tuesday through Sunday, and they are always at ten and three. Oh each my one. goodness! I feel bad for those actors. But I you have to keep in that. mind that for shows who do like twelve shows a week, there has to be amazing understudies and standbys and swings and true i was gonna say they have to have things things like that from when actors just get burned out yeah i mean they have them now obviously but back then especially when there's kids like don't you need cindy cindy lou like how the hell does a kid go they must have had multiple cindy lou who's they probably did the same thing that they did for matilda which is have like two or three of them yeah matilda they actually had four 
They had um, four. Mm-hmm, they had four. I oh, thought wow. they had three. They had four. But um, I do remember though that Patrick Page played the Grinch in he the did. Broadway run. Yeah. And now I know he did twelve shows a week. I feel bad. He spent all, almost all of his week in green makeup. So the Broadway uh, version in the first week of December two thousand six, the musical topped the Broadway box office gross putting an end to Wicked's top-grossing streak that it had for the last 100 weeks. <laughs> so, one green, so one green character beat another green character. Indeed. Yep, after 100 weeks of being on the top, the Grinch came in and destroyed the first green character. Am I the one who can see him just going, like the Grinch character just going up to Elphaba and just kicking her down while she's like in her flying apparatus? Bring me down. Okay. Bump. (laughs) (laughs) I would pay to see that. I'm sorry. I've been watching too much of the Jim Carrey the past week. No, I love that. I need to watch that now. And and also I've been watching the, the theme park Grinches. I'm sorry. They're the ones who got me in that. No, I just love the Grinch as a character. But with all this good stuff being said about the Grinch, I have a poorly received version of the Grinch that I agree should be poorly received. And that was the television adaptation of the Grinch. Fine. (laughs) That premiered on December 9th of 2020, where Matthew Morrison played the Grinch, and he did not do a good job. All the memes. (laughs) All the memes. (laughs) Not do a good job. Ubu Stork can be my Max any day, though. Yeah, true. I was going to say, he played Max, and he did a good job. It was, as much as I love Matthew Morrison, because Glee is my guilty pleasure show, and I was obsessed with it as a teenager, but no, no. I refuse to accept him as the Grinch. I would accept him as the narrator, but not the Grinch. Yes, exactly. Um... And I do feel that anyone who comes after Jim Carrey, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, Jim Carrey is really... amazing. No, he's, he's iconic. He's insane. But <laughs> in, in the best way possible, he's insane. All but, actors are. Yeah. But <laughs> look at us. Um, <laughs> but, but anyone who has to come after Jim Carrey, it's. It's very hard oh, to do. Very, very but, hard. And Jim I Carrey saw version. today. Yeah. I saw today, but it was when I was researching today, just briefly. I don't really remember the name of the show. Let me just look it up. But it was Leslie Marguerite. She's now yeah. doing a like a version of, like, not a version of The Grinch, but it's like her playing Cindy Lou Who in her 40s, who lives in a trailer park on Mount Crumpet. What the heck? All right. Let me. And she's let an me, alcoholic. Let me look her up. And she what talks about heck? her perspective of the story. That sounds amazing. But Wait, still, she, what the hell? Leslie Marguerite's best known for being Matilda's mom in Matilda the Musical. Yeah, she's a queen. She's a queen. She literally knows goes by Queen Leslie. <laughs> she my queen. I love that. Yeah, no, she's doing like a thing. I don't know when it was, but I just saw it on the internet, and I thought it was like oh, my queen. Let me look her up, Leslie. Margarita. Margarita, not Margarita. (laughs) Well, it says Margarita. It's Margarita, but okay. I'm sure that's how you pronounce it, but it says Margarita on here. (laughs) Cindy Lou Who and Whose Holiday. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> the story okay, involves you- a middle-aged Cindy Lou Who now resided now residing in a beaten down trailer in the snowy hills of Mount Crumpet. As she prepares to host a Christmas Eve party for her friends, she recalls from her own perspective that faded night when she first met the Grinch and the strange turn of events her life has taken for the past 40 years. Yeah, so that's the description. I need to see this show. Yeah. (laughs) So you know that, that's something I need to see. You're welcome for finding that. And she's a queen, so anything she does is is amazing. So so very true. If you ever, if anyone wants to know, just listen to her sing loud for Matilda. That's her. Yeah. On oh, the original mom. Broadway soundtrack. She's the mom. Well then yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Just go. That that'll prove it all. And she also had a vlog called Looks Not Books. <laughs> that ran for so long. It was supposed to end very it was supposed to end after I think it was like 10 episodes. So it's and it went on for an extra like five because people kept asking for it. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, what's it called again? Also with the Grinch, I will say, how do they do the who hair? How well, they really... do the what hair? The, the who, who hair. hair. I get oh, maybe I th- in the I movie, thought you said but... the blue hair. <laughs> no, the who no, it's either green hair or who hair, depending on who you're talking about. Um I don't know. Like the pigtails I, and like the whole little bump situation. I haven't looked up the Broadway cast. That has to be like a wig they made. Like That's probably a wig for Broadway, yeah. The amount yeah, of hairspray. I, the amount and of I imagine, I imagine balancing that thing. See, that's what I wonder. The balancing act of that. The making of it is probably just a bunch of hairspray and a lot of wires and all that kind of stuff. But the balancing act. Because I saw on YouTube... Kid. Yeah, I saw on YouTube a little girl. They did it with like a little like form they made of tinfoil. Yeah. Um, but I love Cindy. I know she's so cute. I love Cindy and I love Max. The fact that the Grinch can be so evil, but Max is still so cute and adorable. That's and how you know. Kid. That's how you know he's a. That's how you know he's a good soul. He exactly. A, he has a dog. Exactly. That's how you can tell that yes, the Grinch's heart will grow three sizes because he still loves his dog. I mean, look at that face. As you cheesy can't. as that sounds. And every single time I'm seeing the Grinch, Max is played by a live dog. So yeah. See, now that's awesome. And they, I don't. I but I do feel bad. They have to attach that bone to the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I'm all for any show that involves dogs or cats. I'm all for any of those shows. Yes, especially if I can pet the dog. Live dogs or live cats, not where humans are turned into cats. No, 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 no. I would like, and I just like anything where I can go backstage after and then I can go pet the dog. Same. Dog actors, or if that's what you call them, performing dogs. Especially when they get like, amazing. As you saw on the Andy episode, I love dogs. Yeah. Exactly. And the fact that I love, like, the fact that they can teach him all this. I find that so impressive. I've had dogs my whole life and I'm trying to teach them. I could never teach them that. Not just to get to, not to do all that stuff in general, but just not to get distracted on stage. Come on. I get distracted on stage. I get distracted on stage. I mean, I've seen productions where they have a dog on stage and it runs off the stage (laughs) and it goes in the audience. Citing a production of Legally Blonde I saw. I'm trying to find a picture of Max. Yeah, because Legally Blonde has dogs. 
Even when our uh, theater did it, the professor used her dog. Also, when it comes to holiday musicals, I feel like, you know what they should turn to a holiday musical? What? Mm. Home Alone. Yes, I was thinking about that. I was trying, for a second, I thought it was a musical. So I was looking it up earlier today and it's not. That would work so very well. If you're turning a Christmas story into a musical, you can turn Home Alone and that's like the Christmas movie. Even the even the second Classic. one, that one actually takes place in New York. You're right. See that that would be perfect. The fact that they haven't done that yet. Like this is what you see at the theme park. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, the Grinch will and, always be successful. Yes, and look at Max in the in the animated film. Oh. See, that's the new animated film. little one, right? baby. See, I love how I Max always... is just like this cute little tiny classic, mutt of a dog. Classic Max. <laughs> he's not like... He's as and you know, there's actually a dog. thing that actually says that Max was actually a puppy that got thrown away after he was a Christmas gift, and that's why he's with the Grinch. I was just about to mention that. Because the Grinch always takes things that people don't want. And Max, he's just, he gets attached to Max. That's why he doesn't give him back away. Yeah, because Max is like a little mutt and not like this really fancy. He's a little scrappy mutt. Yes. Oh. I'd be like, if I went to go visit the Grinch, I'd be like, okay, where's Max? (laughs) So we're here with the most classic Christmas musical of them all. At least in my head, which is a Christmas Carol, musical based on Charles Dickens, eighteen forty-three. It a straight play. It is a straight play. It also became a musical, apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not well as as well known, but it is. Yeah, the classic story we all know about Ebenezer Scrooge, and the music for this musical was done by Alan Meekin. Meekin. Rankin. The Christmas Carol premiered on December 1st, 1994, and was performed annually in Madison Square Garden from December 1994 until December 2003. In 2004, the production was adapted into a TV uh, movie adaptation. It's not like the live ones we know today, because this was taking place in 2004. It was produced by Hallmark Entertainment. And it was a musical version. That is why it's being mentioned. Where uh, Kelsey Grammer was Scrooge. But this is more of a made-for-movie TV. Uh, It was reviewed in 1994 production for the New York Times writer wrote, Christmas Together, the joyful production numbers that come two-thirds of the way through offers nothing less than a panoramic view of the city in full celebration stage left you have tiny tim and stage right you have scrooge's nephew fred and his family meanwhile the sorts of windows you find in advent calendars are being thrown open everywhere behind some actors are singing behind other others cardboard cutouts are dancing at the fan of the opera or miss saigon you tend to look up at the Christmas Carol, you look around. So, apparently, it's very, very high production level with things going on in all different directions. The music I was listening to, when you do listen to the music version, is not like the classic singing in the rain, 
but it's not like today's music. It is. Is mainly, it like in the vein of like what other of other Macon's work? Yeah, it's very similar to that because, as we all know, the story of a Christmas Carol. Until you get to like the second half, it's not exactly happy. Nope. Nope. Uh, like this one song that he's saying called Christmas Together, which I think is the finale, is happy, but most of it is definitely not. Unless you talk about whoever, unless someone enjoys the ghost of Christmas future. So, so very true. I mean, there are so many different versions of this. It may, they may not all be musicals like the Broadway one here that sounds like it was one of the first successful uh, Christmas musicals as it came out in 1994 in Broadway. But I don't know which version is my favorite. I've always tried to think. Muppets. Do I like the, the Muppets or the Donald Duck version? <gasps> no, it's Scrooge. The animated not... version. Well, yeah, he's Uncle Scrooge the Duck, but... There's a difference, Taylor. Yes, yes. I was watching some live stream today where people were arguing, is Uncle Scrooge one of Donald Duck's relatives? Or yes. is he Donald yes, Duck he dressed is. as Uncle Scrooge? Just like he's, in the Muppets, they're all still the Muppets, but they're playing the characters. No, but no. Uncle Scrooge is Uncle Scrooge. Like, yes. if you watch DuckTales, you know it's his uncle. <laughs> yes, Are we going to have this argument on a Christmas episode? Because I will argue to the No, nail. no, I realized that. I was just saying, that's what they were saying on the stream. No, no, but, no. But I will say, though, that something about seeing Goofy as Jacob Marley, knowing he swindled widows, it's not really goofy also <laughs> i want to point out that you know if you go to disneyland this year mm-hmm. you can actually meet scrooge and goofy dressed up in their christmas carol outfits oh my goodness too bad i'm not going to disneyland i know i know really and i'm going after new year's but yeah no um basically um i will say though about the christmas carol it is a classic Yes. You do not. I do not know a single person who hasn't even who hasn't heard or seen one version. I know because there's so many different versions. Do you think better Muppets or Disney? Muppets. They're equally as good. (laughs) My friend um, is watching a bunch of Christmas carols right now. Um, And apparently there's a Christmas carol that's like (laughs) set in the Old West. Ooh, <laughs> she's watching like, every single one. Um, I think the Muppets. She, I think she might listen to our podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're listening, my friend, I think it's in the top five or the top ten for her, as well as the Disney version. Yeah, no, like um, those two are my tops. I think. Yeah, I like how. They I think one element. was number four and one was number three or something and there was like mm-hmm. only two that topped them but they were an older version i like um, the disney and the muppets version because with the story until the end being so depressing they add a good mm-hmm. element of camp yeah to yes it. like they make it a little more childhood friendly absolutely exactly and something about seeing classic disney characters as like classic dickens characters and there yes. used to be a theme park in England. It was called Dickens World. And they oh had a God. boat ride theme to I know it was a it had they had a show like an animatronic show based on the Christmas Carol. No oh, goodness. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Why do I know this? I was about to say. We're gonna play a game during this podcast called Amanda, why do you know this? 
one day just bring up some themes and it'll be why do you know this can i propose like a christmas musical that has nothing to do with the other ones but it's a movie Go right ahead it's so dumb but i love it it's that one thing i have to see every year it's called grandma got ran over by a reindeer (laughs) there's a movie there is a movie there is a movie and i watched it when i was like 10 i watched it this year (laughs) it's it's hysterical it's so funny (gasps) something about that movie being so bad it's good like there's literally a number called grandpa's gonna sue the pants off of santa So yeah, it's gonna be a live action. So, it's so bad, but it's also so good. It's just so good. I just love it. I All love right. it on the same level as Scary Godmother for Halloween. <laughs> it's always on Cartoon Network. And you can also listen to the voice of Donatello play a villain. Oh my gosh. Well, oh goodness. well with all that, do you think note. a Christmas musical? you guys and our audience can be successful is it possible yes Yes. look at christmas carol if they if they pull out all the right stuff absolutely look at grinch look at a christmas story look at elf the only bad one on the list was white christmas (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) what i love about christmas musicals and even if you say they are not, even if you're someone who says they are not successful because they are only done on Broadway for a short time, that is. You can Broadway. bring them back every year. Yeah, you, you can bring them back every single year. While some, once they're done, they are kind of done. But mm-hmm. even without Broadway, most of these musicals, and even the ones that do this as musicals, have been done millions of different times in many different ways. I don't know mm-hmm. how many Broadway musicals you can say have five or six different adaptations in movie. TV, and live Broadway forms. And I'm still proposing that we make a Hanukkah musical. God damn it, people. If anyone has an idea for a Hanukkah musical, mention it below. Maybe I can make you the next writer of the Hanukkah musical. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's nice. some, there are plenty of Jewish musicals. There's just no Hanukkah musicals. Yeah. It's not that hard. Just write the same exact Jewish musical, but have it be set in Hanukkah. Like, light yeah. the menorah once every two scenes. It's eight, but still. Well, yeah, once every. Yeah, I, All right. I know what since, I meant, but since Taylor's getting very tired, I'm gonna say that we'll what, see you guys. With all. that, we've learned the Christmas musical can be successful in its own right and its own time of the year. And with that, we do have one or two musicals that can be considered Christmas and be successful all year. I am so tired, but that is Annie. So join us next week after Christmas. Have a lovely Christmas, everyone. We recorded where we, it already. <laughs> we did. We recorded it like an hour ago. But where we talk about the most recent version of Annie, Annie Live, the highs and lows of one of the only successful Christmas musicals to be performed all, all year. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost so, my mind. Good night, y'all. Join us then. Uh, as y'all, long love y'all. as there's Christmas, Grandma I hope we believe. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, <laughs> jingle all the way. way. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> In a one-horse open sleigh. Hey. Hey. Musical theater. The good. The bad. And the ugly.